everyone. Welcome back into another edition of the Woj Pod. It is trade deadline week, day four of the Woj Pod, of course, with our front office insider, Bobby Marks. It is, what is it, 12.29 a.m. on late on Wednesday, and we are, uh, this is right about uh, one year ago at this hour when the Kevin Durant deal was coming together in Brooklyn. I don't, with Phoenix, I don't think we have anything like that going tonight, but we've got action, Bobby, and so... Um, we'll get a few hours of sleep tonight, and we'll be back at it in the morning. But you start to see this thing taking shape. We had some smaller trades earlier today. Simone Fontecchio from Utah to Detroit. Xavier Tillman from Memphis to Boston. A good pickup for them in the front court. And Monty Mack goes in a deal, backup point guard to Minnesota. But a lot more on tap tomorrow, Bobby. Let's start with some of the headliners as we go into the final hours of this. Philadelphia's in, it feels like a free fall right now. They got drilled by the Warriors tonight. And it isn't just Joel Embiid they're missing. They had a, 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 a Tyrese Maxey with a flu tonight, did not play well. But they've been without DeAnthony Melton. They've been out without Tobias Harris and others. Um, but I think they're really a team to watch here in the final hours. They're determined to improve, to make some deals. They had some stuff with Detroit along with New York. Both of them had been pretty aggressive. My sense is those talks broke off with Philly and Detroit tonight. We'll see if there's anything to renew tomorrow. But I think the Sixers are at the center of this, you know, maybe these final hours of trade deadline. Well, I think it's it's going to test their their patience here. It's kind of like the the perfect storm with the Embiid injury and then, you know, four out of five starters not being in the lineup and certainly on on this losing streak and you're kind of holding on for uh for dear life. You know, fortunately they're they're in the Eastern Conference here. Um so how far can they fall? Um, is still be, to be determined here, and 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 we've we've talked all along. Uh, you know, the priority is you know certainly flexibility uh, in in the off season and trying to preserve some of these draft picks, these first round picks that they have. But um, it will be interested on on Thursday how much patience Daryl Morey yeah. has if there is a deal out there, and and we'll see what happens in Chicago yeah. with with some of those players yeah. there in De- Detroit. DeMar DeRozan's a player they've talked about. Um, Maybe not so much today, but in previous days. Chicago is, I think it's a little harder for Chicago to maybe do some of these deals with contending teams because they want players back. They're not looking to get draft assets, necessarily draft assets and expirings like other teams who you might, they want to reboot this on the fly with the Bulls. They want to stay competitive and they want to try to win. And it's harder. If playoff teams trading for an Alex Caruso or DeMar DeRozan, uh, if, it, if it's those guys, I, I think it makes it – it's a harder pathway to do a deal. And and so I think that, that impacts it, this trade deadline because if they were just looking for picks, Alex Caruso would be – they would get at least two first-round picks for him. Well, I, I think when you look back at the uh, OG Ananobi trade with New York, I think if you're if you're Chicago, that, that was kind of like the blueprint as far as with DeMar DeRozan. That, that's what you're looking for is – With DeMar know, DeRozan or with Alex Caruso? No, with DeMar DeRozan. Well, Alex Caruso, I mean, listen. I, you're not going to – I don't think you're getting two young starting-level players for a DeMar DeRozan no. who's in – out of his prime, and he's, he's still a, a very good player. Yeah, he's and on then an expiring. Pay him free agency. Sure. Yeah, he's on an expiring contract. But I think you know, with with Caruso, he's probably for me one of the top contracts in the NBA. When you a guy at nine million dollars, not a partial guarantee he, next he's year. He's a guy who impacts winning. He fits everywhere. But that one's going to be, I think, with Philly. You know, overnight, 
one other storyline that we're going to keep watching is DeJounte Murray in Atlanta. He did not play back spasms, lower back injury, the old trade deadline yeah. eve mainstay. <laughs> I don't want to say he wasn't hurt. He may have all been injured. Uh, but he didn't play. Now Atlanta is down to the final hours. Uh, I do think there's another team here that has piqued Atlanta's interest and vice versa. That's New Orleans. I think there have been some conversations. Uh, I don't know that they've elevated quite yet. I think there maybe could be some more here leading up to the trade deadline on a deal that I don't think would include a C.J. McCollum. I think it would be DeJounte Murray with him. It'll be interesting to see, Bobby, what is out there for Atlanta, how they proceed here. New Orleans just finished beating a great Clippers team in L.A. The Clippers coming off that long Eastern road trip. It's not uncommon to come home and sort of be really tired, lose this game. But this is an outstanding New Orleans team. It'll be interesting to see if there's more discussion to be had in these final hours with Murray, with Onyeka. I think those are uh, perhaps a pairing in a trade that would interest New Orleans. But what are they giving up? How much are they willing to give up? And, you know, what is Atlanta's threshold for doing a trade here? Well, and when you look at New Orleans, um, you know, probably one of the deepest rosters uh, in, the, in the NBA here when you look at, um, you know, a bench that's filled with young players like Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins, um, you know, Herb Jones uh, on this roster, certainly uh, Jonas Valanciunas in his last year of his contract. And then you've got, you know, a plethora of, of draft picks, whether it's your own, you got a Laker first, you've got a, a couple of Milwaukee first here, some pick swaps here. Um, and they're a team that's just hanging around. They had a great win in, in Los Angeles against the Clippers, but still not in that top six of the Western Conference. They're in that playing spot right now. Bobby, if I gave you a blank grid of all the picks each team has – Moving forward, could you fill it up off memory? Yes, I could. Oklahoma City might stump me a teeny bit here because they because got a couple. They, De- they got a they got a couple Denver's at the end, back end there. But but you um, know, like you like how many picks are there available in the NBA? Thirty teams have over the next seven years. You yeah, could, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't we 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 went th- we went through that exercise where like, and that's the trend, right? There's a you know, eleven teams are monopolizing the draft picks, and then you look at teams in the second round, you know. But I thought, and I thought Boston, I, I know all that, but but do you really think you have them in the memory? Yes, I think you do too. I, do. <laughs> I think you do too. I don't know if I want to do it right now at uh, no, I don't think that's. I'm not sure that would make for a great podcast. Yeah, I, listen, it's, it's it's part of it. You know, you just and and and, and that's the beauty of it. You just kind of go through the exercise here, and yeah. you and you and and you, and you're ready to go. A um, few more deals that have been discussed. One that didn't get anywhere today. Uh, Kyle Kuzma in Dallas. Dallas kept pecking away at Kyle Kuzma. That's not going to happen. Michael Winger really values Kyle Kuzma in Washington. I don't think they expected to be quite this bad this year with the Wizards. You know, he was brought in to rebuild this organization. He and Will Dawkins, and and that's what they're doing. They're gathering up picks. But I, I think I don't know that Kyle Kuzma is going to be there the length of his new contract. But I do think he's going to be there through his first trade deadline under this new deal. Dallas, when they just couldn't get uh, Washington to to do this, they're pivoting to P.J. Washington and Charlotte. Those teams talk today. They talk tonight. I think there's still more conversation to be had tomorrow. Um, and I think that's largely off of maybe draft compensation, what that might look like. The Mavericks certainly you know, would love to upgrade. And P.J. Washington is, is not a good contract. You know, I think he's a 
is a player who, seeing Charlotte come off the bench, he can start versatile. He's had a good season. So that's one to watch uh, tomorrow. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, we talked about Detroit and Philly. I think Detroit and New York, Alec Burks, that's one to keep watching through the deadline. Is that a deal that looks Quentin Grimes and expire probably Fournier? And what would picks look like in that? Maybe there's more than just Burks back on that one. So that's one I think we're going to be watching in these final hours, Bobby. And then Utah. Utah is at the center of a bunch of stuff. Kelly Olynyk for one you know, I think they're active, and they're seeing they're, – they're walking the line of trying to be – I think they – Will Hardy has done a coach of the year level job with this Jazz for them to be at 500 with the makeshift lineups he's had. Pieces don't all – it's not a, a fully formed team in terms of pieces fitting, but he gets the most out of them. And I think they're going to – Justin Zanuck, Danny Ainge, Ryan Smith, they want to kind of keep walking a line of gathering up assets, but – bringing in players who can help them win too and sort of keeping the caps cap flexibility. But Utah is like they could come out of this week with a better team and more draft picks. I think they're at a different spot than they were a year ago when Mike Conley was traded to Minnesota. Uh, and, you know, certainly that was a team that um, overachieved, I thought, last year after the Mitchell and Gobert trades. Um, and then they kind of took a little bit of a step back and missed, you know, missed the play-in and, and um, you know, finished in the lottery here where – I think where they are in the Western Conference is I think if you're the front office there, you want to see this team maybe in a play-in, and, and then maybe you can address what you need uh, in, in the offseason. Because remember, your their pick goes to Oklahoma City. It's top 10 protected um, there. And, you know, this is not – you know, this is not the draft probably to keep that pick. You probably would want to, to get rid of it, and then you can have some functionality down the road here. So, yeah, I think Utah is certainly a team. You mentioned um, Charlotte. You talked about Miles Bridges. Well, Bridges is the big one. I mean, I think Bridges, I'm told tonight, and I said it on SVP that we taped and we'll air here any minute, um, that in all likelihood, Miles Bridges is going to remain in Charlotte past the trade deadline they want to re-sign him back-to-back 40-point games he has really become for this organization and uh, this year player that they can certainly a cornerstone talent for them with Brandon Miller who is just keeps getting better and better Brandon Miller has star written all over him uh LaMelo Ball who's not been in and out of the lineup a lot this season but yeah I'm told that the expectation is Bridges makes it through the trade deadline uh, tomorrow at 3. They certainly did talk to teams about him. He's a free agent, uh, signed his qualifying offer this year, and so he had veto power about where he might go. But 
I think he loves playing for Steve Clifford. I think those two have connected. Um, I think Steve Clifford's done a remarkable job with the players he's had at his disposal this year. And the bench in Charlotte, I'm not sure I'm not sure all those guys are in the NBA next year, like anywhere, like all of them, right? And so, but they're in a rebuild. They're gathering up assets, draft picks. I think you're going to still see Charlotte tomorrow, maybe Gordon Hayward. Is there, can they send Gordon Hayward somewhere to a team that wants to win this year, get back a young asset, get back an expiring? They have uh, Kyle Lowry to still put in trades. So they've been active. You're seeing a reset coming with new ownership in Charlotte. But Miles Bridges, again, I think for Charlotte, that's going to be, um, you know, he has played, he has shown that he can be an all-star level player in the East. Well, and I and I think, I mean, you're right, he's played really well. And I think, you know, the ability to lose your bird rights hurt as far as really Charlotte maximizing probably what his value was because if it was a you know a player that um, you know a, a team could trade for and then resign and exceed the cap I think there's probably there's more value to that where some of these teams were maybe le- looking at him as a rental if that's and, and what are you looking to give up maybe a couple second round picks and if, if you're Charlotte you ride out the season here you, you look to resign him and if worst comes to worst you, you use him in a signing trade yeah. I mean you could always go in that direction Bruce Brown's the other one uh, Messiah Jerry talking to teams tonight, but that's going to go into the final hours. Knicks remain involved. A number of teams remain involved in that one. There's a world where they could keep them and revisit this at the draft uh, into July. I think they're motivated. I think Masai is motivated to allow Bruce Brown to go somewhere else and play for a competitive, more competitive team than this very young uh, Toronto team. Uh, but that's one, again, will – you know, we'll be watching here in the final hours. Um, you know, Linick, lots of interest in him. I think Toronto's a team that has some interest. I think Golden State is a team with some interest in Olenek. He fits there, Bobby. Yep. And I, I don't know if there are any big deals for the Warriors. Um, I, you know, I think there's calls on Andrew Wiggins. I think that's been a conversation. I don't know that they have any traction in anything. But a player like Kelly Olenek, I think for the Warriors – could shore him up, you know, certainly you know, stretch big man. Somebody can come in and, and, you know, play the five for them. Well, yeah, I mean, and too, I mean, although he's a, he's a free agent, you know, where they're going to be financially, you know, a guy that you can potentially resign that you wouldn't be able to do uh, if he was out there um, in, in the market here. And it's interesting, you know, Golden State has, gets a good win in, um, in Philadelphia on, um, on Wednesday night. They go to Indiana on Thursday night, and Andrew Wiggins plays his best game of the year. Yeah. So now you're thinking, and, and you know, Clay Thompson was, you know, they interviewed him after the game. He says, "Yeah, we got enough in this locker room." So yeah. you know, you got 30 games to prove it and uh, and and see where you go. And that's why it's hard. This this is hard. It be, it's hard because you see. Listen, if if you if you said to me Golden State's going to be in the one eight game, I'd say you know you, you got a puncher's chance here, and it's hard yeah, making. It- major decisions like that during the regular season it is and i think they can punt a lot of this to the off season the warriors can mike dunleavy jr and they don't have to make these decisions now especially they don't have a mandate from ownership that they have to get a lot of money off here i think if they think they can be competitive and i think the feeling with the warriors generally lately has been their best chance to make a run this season is under underperforming players from within playing better versus what they could get in trades for them that's Andrew Wiggins, that's Clay Thompson, that's an injured Chris Paul, who they'll get back here probably sometime after the All-Star break or around that time. 
And, you know, so I think that's going to be a big, um, um, it'll be a bigger story, I think, in the off season than it may be here in the next 24 hours. You know, teams like Denver are poking around. Is there something around the edges we can, they can pick up? And so, uh, and Milwaukee's another one to watch, Bobby. Can they get an athletic guard who can defend? Um, you know, you look at out in the marketplace, is there a Dennis Schroeder, a Davion Mitchell? You know, those kind of guys, is there a package you can cobble together? Um, you know, those are a couple examples of guys out there uh, that certainly could be helpful for a Milwaukee team that needs to figure out how to guard people uh, in the backcourt. Yeah, I mean, I think what Boston showed um, on Wednesday is that even though you're limited as far as what you can do and you've sent out picks already, there's always deals there to be made. I mean, there's always there's always deals to be made, whether whether you get a Xavier Tillman or if you're if you're Milwaukee and you're looking at and they got that Portland pick that's in the second round, which is kind of like a late first. And I know they're top heavy in contracts here, and the same with with Denver here. But when you've got a, when you still have when you still have some draft picks, you can always make a deal. You know, whether it be matching up some of these you know minimum guys here to in, to go out and and get long day ahead of us tomorrow, Bobby. Uh, we're here with. Be here with Dominique Collins, our intrepid producer who's still grinding it out with us here at now it's 12.48 a.m. We'll be back here for Sports Center in the morning. And, uh, you know, we'll, um, we'll we'll try to get to the finish line here. We've got our show tomorrow night on, what is it, on YouTube? What are we? 4.30. Yep, 4.30 live on YouTube. And are we doing it on Twitter? Twitter, YouTube. Hosted by Cassidy Hubberth. Maybe Legs. Maybe Legs is going to be in. I think he was down with SVP tonight. I heard some heard a rumor he might be in here. Um, but Bot, you and you and I will be there, and so we'll we'll recap the trade deadline after, and um, and we'll see what we can get to tomorrow morning. But uh, get some sleep, Bobby, Dominique. Get out of here, and we'll we'll regroup here in about five hours. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to my guest, of course, Bobby Marks, our front office insider. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod wherever you get your pods. Be sure to also listen to the Adam Schefter podcast hosted by my good friend Adam Schefter. Of course, he's in Vegas at the Super Bowl this week. And go online if you'd like to. You're going to be in Indianapolis for All-Star Weekend or you live in Indianapolis uh, Thursday the 15th at the Vogue Theater. In downtown Indy, the Woj Pod live with the hometown hero of All-Star Weekend, Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers, and Grant Hill, the Hall of Famer and the managing director of USA Basketball. Uh, It's going to be a fun hour. You can go online at the Vogue Theater, bit.ly slash Woj Pod Live. Tickets are on sale. I think they're going pretty pretty fast when you've got Tyrese Halliburton, Grant Hill, and, and a great basketball city. Like Indianapolis, people are going to want to hear those guys talk. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so join us there, uh, All-Star Weekend, and, and be back with us here all the way through Thursday here. And um, this is our last daily installment this week of the podcast. But again, like I said, we'll recap it on Thursday with our uh, post-trade deadline show hosted by Cassidy Hubberth. So uh, be back here with us.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.